This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. Hello, and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog. With me today are three special guests. First, we have our ever-recurring black person number one, Justin Fox. <laughs> hey, oh, wait, 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 wait. So saying hi to say, what's up, y'all, for shizzle. <laughs> that was pretty black. And today we have black person number two, Ian Rosser, who is a writer a art, a music artist, Mirage the Rapper, I believe, and he also plays a lot of King of Fighters. So welcome him to the show. Hola. And we have just another white person, and that would be Pat Gann. <laughs> I love the word proprietor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, but that's been like, I've said that every time. I know, and it sounds so good. I like it, man. It, it definitely sets you apart. <laughs> yeah, it makes me professional. You are. This is totally a low-class sort of thing. You are you are a professional. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right, and today's topic is whatever you want to talk about. So I heard fighting games was on. The yeah, game. I heard that too, and Justin intimated as much. Yeah, but, but you know, I wanted to start by asking you something, Mister Oliver. Yeah, please ask away. It, I don't know if the rest of you on the podcast have seen this, but I've been seeing some funny stuff on Facebook involving. Um, like when I think of Christian t-shirts, I think of like going to music festivals like creation and seeing like really cheesy ones that are like, they're like borderline blasphemous, but the creator of the t-shirt isn't self-aware enough to realize it. (laughs) So they, in other words, what I'm saying is they were really crappy t-shirts and, uh, what I, what I'm seeing on on Facebook is the opposite where it's like really nuanced and hilarious and uh, good. And I think Zach has something to do with it. And I want Zach to explain to us what, what this t-shirt stuff is all about. I do. Concur. Yeah. I have started a quote unquote company. I mean, it's not really a company yet, but are you the owner and proprietor of it? I am what you would call the, (laughs) no, I'm not. I am the media director of T church, which is basically a, website for christian t-shirts but the thing i didn't like was that i couldn't really go out in public wearing a christian t-shirt without fear of shame public shaming or stoning or perhaps making someone really angry for no reason so i decided to start this design process and it was like august of last year Uh and my whole family has been kind of collaborating on this because i'm not an artist by any means but now, do you just when you say your whole family? Do you just mean your brother or are your parents? No, my parents too. We got them involved. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. If anyone knows Zach's parents, they're like super hilarious and awesome. <laughs> yeah, and my mom does most of the designs. Really? So, yeah. So That's credit her with so that stuff. Cool. I and, love it. Ah! <laughs> the family business, you guys. Yeah, it's, it's a family. It's the business. American dream. Harambe. <laughs> I was also very black, so <laughs> you can do a lot of interesting things with some with some verses, you know, like uh, let you without sin cast the first stone and have somebody throwing like a blunt on a t shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. hate you. We need to hire you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage him. <laughs> no, no, no. We got to do that. Hey, t- tell us. Um, I've seen two that I thought were really funny. Uh, can you? 
Can you describe one of your shirts on the air? I know it's hard without the visual, but let's let's hear you. All right. Give well, us- one of the shirts is the is basically a basket of food with uh-huh. two fish and five loaves, and you know it's a reference to the feeding of the five thousand, whatever version right. of the story you like. And above it, it says fast food. Swag. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite one. I'd, I'd totally get that one. <laughs> and then there's another one that has basically a woman that is grabbing at Jesus's robes, and the top says, "Free healthcare." Swag. <laughs> yeah, that one is good. That one is is current. Yeah, and if you obviously if you get the reference, it makes a lot of fun. Some people will be confused. Other people will laugh if they know enough about it. But it just seemed like there was kind of a hole in the market for something like this. Yeah, I feel like these are solid inside jokes for Christians that, or people who are at least are churched and aware that, you know, they're biblically literate. Um, they may not currently call themselves Christians, but at least they would know it. So, yeah. And the, the other thing was that there's a lot of Hebrew Bible slash old Testament stories that don't really get their due on a t-shirt. Yeah. And I figured, hey, why don't we bring those back into the public discourse? And we don't have a lot of those yet, but we'll get there. If you, if you get First Kings 18 in there and make it funny, which I don't know how you do that, but if you can, that's uh, that's uh, Elijah versus the 400 prophets of Baal. Oh, I, we already have a shirt. We have a shirt. Do you really? Yeah, I, I uh, don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. But, don't uh, spoil it. I can't wait to see it and then immediately buy it because that's yes. that's my favorite OT story because it's just. Um, it's so ballsy, you know, like, <laughs> like he's just like, um, like the whole thing, like, oh, I just, just like, Hey, maybe your God is just like taking a, a holiday or he's napping. I thought he said something basically- bad or something. I thought that's what he said. Like, maybe he's like out, like going to take, you know, take a yeah, he's, take, he's taking a dump. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, you guys. And then they're like, we better work harder. So then they start like cutting themselves and everything. And like nothing's working. And then Elijah just like snaps his finger. Or no, first he pours water on it to be like, Hey, God can even set wet logs on fire. And then he just like snaps his fingers and God's like, Hey guys, big <laughs> pile of fire. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure when it says that like your god is traveling out there somewhere, the word is translated as traveling, but it's a euphemism for pooping. Oh, it's so awesome. Your god is Yeah, traveling. yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. So uh, that's a hint. And the other hint of another shirt that we have in design involves a pile of foreskins. So Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> I think I got another idea for a shirt. If you use the word foreplay in there, that would be excellent. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Idea right here. Keep calm. David brought rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do with that. I'm pretty excited. So I think I just wanted, I, before that we started recording, I, I basically told Zach, that I wanted to bring it up because I know how hard it is to self-promote, but I think the idea is so good that I wanted to make sure uh, listeners were aware that these t-shirts exist and are purchasable and they're hilarious. And get the word out. Help help Zach get the word out. This is a really uh, interesting concept, a really funny idea that is worth pursuing. 
Yeah, I try yeah. to keep it low key because I don't want to do like shameless promoting. But if you guys are interested and you like them, and even if you don't want to buy one, just share it somewhere. Yeah, honestly, those are those are the only Christian T-shirts that I actually want to purchase. I showed my yeah. brother um, those, those some of those shirts, and he was cracking up, you know. And uh, usually, it's not really his thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, all of them I've seen, you know, like um, like <laughs> I've seen those are just so bad. It's like. Uh, what was it? They take Call of Duty, and then they put they take the same like font of Call of Duty, and then it's a called to duty. And I'm just kind of like, oh my god, my stomach hurts. <laughs> you know, so so. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, that junk. So I'm just like, okay, this is ridiculous. So I'm really glad. That... Oh, the weapons of our warfare. <laughs> Oh, my stomach. <laughs> Stop it. I'm trying to keep my food down. Thank you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I just remember, like, from the 90s, like, all the, like, all the, like, um, crappy product ones where it was, like, Ford is turned to Lord and, like, uh, like, there was a Mountain Dew one that had something to do with God. I don't know. There were, or, and then there was, like, Reese's was turned to Jesus, like, uh, yeah. None of it made any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, pretty whack, pretty whack. Um, speaking of the same as um, self promotion, all, right. um, oh, yeah. all right, just in case, just I just want to say one more thing. It's uh, tchurch.com. It's real easy to find. So T E E Church. Yeah, that too. Yeah, you got to know. It's not just the letter T. It's yeah, it's, it's T-E. the T. Yeah. So there you go. Promotion oh. over. Now, other promotion start. Uh, Ian, spin something. Spin something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? What am I supposed to spin? I'm on one of the songs you wrote. That'd be a good place to start. You is a musician, Ian. Wow that that was good. That was good promotion right there, you guys. I'm sold. Oh, uh, uh, every every artist hates when people do that. I know, right? That's what I want to do to you. Don't <laughs> ever do that in public. Like, no. if you know somebody's a musician, you stop and go, "Hey, hey, hey spit something," <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you, "Dude, you I'm be ready, pop man. Pop. Super hot fire." <laughs> no, okay. Here, here's a little something. This remind me of playing Sonic. My mama hate I'm on it. I pay him homage to this day in the same apartment. My fame and vomit, a flame omelet. Trying to think of a thing that rhyme with skipping my main assignments in vain to find it in veins to grind it. Insane to sign him. Decided if they ain't find it by the end of this line, I'ma be the best rhymer that's on the island. I am the return of Zion. Why try him? Defying the white lion line. You ain't buying. I'll be flying by him in the right time in the science. It's like finding a virus inside life for this brightest. Good luck trying to fight it. Mike Tyson invited the Pied Piper to light writers. I'm excited for writing. Primer for my prime, but my prime is in its prime again. Line them up and lighten them on light again. And in light of it, I'm violent. Taking MCs, biting them in the vine. Taking the phone and spiking it while it's trying to go live. Eminem, Sean Elzai, the 5'9". The Fab Five has arrived. Dilla, the fifth member. Proof of six man. Death will never disband. This is Michigan. Somebody tell them what the difference is. Holy crap! Yeah, boom. <laughs> that w- I, I didn't know you had that in you. I'm all excited now. I'm talking to someone who's talented. <laughs> Hi, can you be my friend? <laughs> yeah, so that, that, 
That's why I want him to do that. <laughs> Hence, he is Mirage the Rapper, right? <laughs> yes, uh, hash, or not hashtag, but at Mirage the Rapper on Twitter. Yep, that's me. Holy crap, that's so good. And you're on SoundCloud, too, so go find his stuff. <laughs> I'm going to. As soon as, as soon as we're done with this, that's what I'm going to listen to. Justin, <laughs> when you told him to just spit something, I'm going to tell you, if he was my friend, I would do that to him all the time, too. Like, He'd be like, if I was at a party, like, he'd be, like, how I show off at a party is like, hey, I'm friends with him. Watch what he does. And then just make everyone shut up. And then he does it. And everyone's like, oh, he's good. Yeah. When and he, I'm like, yeah, and I'm friends with good. Yeah. I'm friends with good. And then you pop him a treat and you say, good boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's not be like, hey, freestyle, freestyle. And, like, we would literally just be sitting there and... I just like friend style. <laughs> yeah, like, like it, it, it's good enough to where you know, like, like if I didn't do that, even though it annoys him, I would be a bad person. Like, <laughs> like it, it doesn't make any sense for for me not to do that. If especially if he's on like a podcast where you can kind of get some promotion, and everything. Um, um, other exciting thing is that um, yeah, he uh, should um, make the theology gaming theme. I think. Yeah, I mentioned that to you before. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. That would be fun. I yeah. mean, I, I would definitely be into that. Message me later. We'll talk about this. Cool. <laughs> All right, and Justin, go on with your own shameless self-promotion of something. I've already promoted so many times on this thing that well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that I needed to. <laughs> um, um, well, uh, making a Christian-based game that doesn't suck. Hopefully it doesn't suck. I don't know. Like Zach, you have to tell me if it doesn't if it if it sucks or not. So, so far, I, it doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's 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 comforting, I guess. So, um, but uh, you can get more information about that on release dot com. It is a um, hand animated two D hip hop turn based Christian RPG. <laughs> Wow, it's, it's very very fun, and um, I think that that Justin's got me doing a couple tracks for the soundtrack, or maybe a special edition soundtrack in the works. Ah, okay. Yeah, so I thought that that would be something to where we kind of both help each other out because I, I would want few other MCs on the on the um, on the soundtrack uh, yeah, than Because yeah, because like because like, even like when he's um because we talked about um. Because then you see, like he's very, very lyrical, but like his song stuff too. Like, like Ian, your song stuff is also really, really good too. When you just kind of make it concise and make these hooks and everything, like it's really, really good stuff too. So I'm just kind of like, okay. And so we can definitely full, uh, work with that. And uh, but I'm, I'm excited about that uh, aspect of the project too. So to get an actual MC and of, of, of Ian's caliber to be able to do that. So, so that's exciting. Can I just ask real quick for your game, like? Will you keep it like indie or like? Well, let me let me actually just ask more generally. Um, like, how do you feel about some of the more mainstream hip hop artists? Like, I know Lecrae like blew up a few years ago. Like, how do you mm-hmm. do? You like their work or how do you feel about them? Um, yeah, I like their work, um, and I like what's going on right now with people like Show Baraka and Lecrae and yeah, yeah, guys. Show Baraka's cool. Yeah, like um, um, I like I like the fact that. I could tell that they were MCs that got converted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they weren't like you know like 
MCs like, I'm gonna try to reach the youth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so those guys were actually legit. And when that actually happens, that's a kind of a magical thing. And I thought that you know, um, their content was uh, was really, really nice. It was more of a rebuke to the church. Like, it's like they had the kind of Paul Washer kind of message of you know, of um, okay, ch- church, you get it together because these days are going wrong. And Lecrae is going to the next logical step, which is. Um, instead of rebuking and speaking only to the church, now he's trying to go out and um, be in a mainstream audience to the point where he's on. He was on Double XL, which is a big deal. It's like a big. It's like that's like that's a basically a secular. Well, you know. Yeah. Secular. I say, I say that I say that word not under the pretense it's there the is such thing. Mainstream. It, it, yeah, yeah, mainstream. Okay, let's say mainstream. But it's a mainstream um, uh, hip-hop art uh, magazine, and it's XXL, and he's on the cover of it. Um, yeah. he had, and they had this really amazing article, I have to share it with you guys, um, on the Huffington Post. And uh, they were just talking about all the things that go into um, how much backlash that Lecrae gets because he's on the track with someone who is a mainstream artist. And so, you know, a lot of Christ followers are like, Man, you try to be like the world, and you try to do this, and you try to do that, and they're like, no, no, no. How about I'm just going to be like, you know, I'm just going to be me. <laughs> I'm going to be available to them, and also because I'm available to them, and they know me, that means that they can get to know me. And if they get to know me, then they're going to see the Christ in me. And they see the Christ in me, then that makes them want to see the Christ within heaven, you know. So it, it's it's I really like those guys and what what the ones are doing because Show Barack is trying to do the same thing because he's kind of yeah, like. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm tired of, you know, only reaching Christian audience. You know, I want to go out and, and explore that more. So, because Ian and I talk about that too. Because um, I'm kind of producing his um, um, this Dilla project thing that he's got going on right now. So we talk about these kind of things at length. So, um, so yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, I was really into like when I was in college. I was really into like L.A. Symphony and Pigeon John and all them. Mm-hmm. And, and I listened to uh, I still listen to the percussions they just they came back after a hiatus and uh, um, I used to listen to some of the more like obviously Christian groups like I have some old cross movement CDs which is whatever but like I think it's pretty cool that like uh, you got that going on I'm really excited for you guys which uh, is pretty, pretty exciting because uh because there's, there's a part, there's part in that article that really stood out to me. Um, it said that Christians don't know what to do with art. Yeah, a lot don't. They should read yeah. uh, Madeline Langle's book on art, something about water reflections on art and something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I might just do that myself because I, I really like to know more about that. Because there's so many, there's so many little points in that in that um, Huffington Post article that was just like. Like, Ian and I were both reading it, and it's kind of like, this is, like, blowing my mind. There's so much good stuff in that article um, that's just really amazing. I'm kind of shocked that HuffPo, like, was willing to go that direction. Normally, they're a little uh, unfriendly to anyone religious in any way. (laughs) Yeah. Mostly. He brought up a lot of good points. Like, Lecrae brought up a lot of good points as far as, um, you know, he was talking about how I make music. And it gets labeled as Christian music. And he was like, I don't really necessarily like that because he was saying, like, music is just music. You know, I I am a Christian. But he was like, why does it, you know, if if somebody's a Jew and they make music, it's not Jewish music. It's just music. 
Right, yeah, Beastie Boys wasn't Jew rap. Right, you know, and he's like, for some reason, when Christians make music, it's Christian music. And so it, it was, it's really interesting how he talks about, you know, I think what he's doing now in his career is kind of inf- infiltrating pop culture as far as, like, some of the artists he's worked. Like, I know he has a close relationship with Kendrick Lamar and J. Cole and some of those guys. And um, he, he's working with those mainstream artists. And so, yeah, like, you know, Justin mentioned, the, uh, the Christian culture is, like, freaking out. But the thing is, is that I think that he wished he did that earlier in his career. Like, he, he knows that it's such a good move now. I think he wishes he, he kind of started off that way because now that he started off, like, kind of promoting what his beliefs are about the church and about Jesus and all these things, then, like, he got the church crew on board, which is great. And then it's, it seems like now everybody thinks that he's shifting. He's really not, but he's just talking about other things now and getting on secular artist songs and everybody's freaking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's a great, there's a great C.S. Lewis um, quote in there, and he's saying the quote was, um, "We don't need more Christians making Christian books. We need Christians making books about other things, like video games. Yeah, like video games, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they didn't exist by the time C.S. Lewis died. They didn't really exist yet, but." <laughs> Maybe he'd be down with them. I'd like to think he'd be. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that Dave Ramsey is a really good example of that. I think Dave Ramsey is an excellent example of that. I mean, like he's talking about financing and everything, you know, but he makes it crystal clear. Like, no, I'm I'm I follow I follow Christ. So he'll he'll just put in like a proverb of the day, you know. It's like proverb of the day is this. Like, deal with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or um or um. Yeah, or when when, when uh, he gets trolled by Christians, which that's that's a new Christ, Christian trolling is it's very very interesting. So he gets trolled by a Christian. He's like, um, "What you're believing is actually Gnosticism because you're just saying that physical uh, wealth and things like that are going to be a bad thing. So that what you're believing is actually heresy." So I think, "Oh, oh, oh, okay." He's got a little <laughs> bit of theology in there too. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, Dave." Um, but he does a really good job of like of uh, giving those expertise that he has. But at the same time, he has this perfect balance in between, you know, not shying away at all from his, uh, from what he believes in terms of um, his faith, and also going as far as you know, saying that look, I'm only going to offer this financial peace university class in churches, you know, right. why? Because he knows that they may fool around and meet Christ there, and he may, and he stated that on the air, like he's he's made no. <laughs> no secret about it. He's like, see, you think that I'm in here for the financial, for the, for the financial. I'm here for other things because he, because I listen to his his, um, his um, radio st- uh, show all the time, and people will come on there and saying that, yeah, man, um, uh, we were total financial ruin and everything, and then we started going to financial peace university, and it was in this church, and then in that church we got saved, you know. So Dave Ramsey for me is like this perfect balance between all of those things. Talk about something that is a universal thing, him not denying his faith in any way, shape, or form, and him also doing it for the kingdom of God. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, even people like, I mean, your, your, your regular family doctor, you know, like you might go get a checkup and, and have like a new doctor, and you see a cross around their neck. Now, that's subtle, but all of a sudden, if you're a Christian believer, you all of a sudden are more inclined to... Um, deal with that person a certain way or approach that person a certain way or maybe even recommend that person a certain way 
but it's subtlety. Nobody's running out of the, that doctor's office going, he's a Christian! Doctor, Scott's back is a Christian! Yeah, right. You know, no, nobody does that, but it's like only certain art forms. It, it's kind of weird. I mean, it kind of goes back to, to biblical teaching, actually, when it talks about persecution, you know? Like, you start talking about Christ, and then all of a sudden you get all this hatred. But, you know, I mean, I think that that subtlety is is definitely an option to deal with it you know like you shouldn't go as far as hiding what you believe in uh but definitely um you know the more pronounced you are just the more more prone to attack you are too hey so you were just talking about tactics and and being prone to attack who wants to talk about being prone to attack in a fighting game me. Oh, Segway killed the game! Oh! oh, oh, oh. Yeah, the segways. <laughs> the mother the of ride on. all segways. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to be the mother of the segways you ride on because I need. I need to walk, man. I need exercise. <laughs> Those are hilarious, anyway. So. <laughs> Those are hilarious. Okay, so fighting games. What about fighting games? Uh, you're really good at them, right, Zach? No, I suck. Oh, but you have, you have like a but you have like a keen interest in people who are like tournament level. Like, like you're really like that's your thing, right? You're like, I enjoy watching it, and I'm learning more about them. But I've realized that it requires probably either a level of natural aptitude or dedication that I don't think I'm going to be able to have throughout my life. Yeah, yeah, the time dedication, like sitting in practice mode for like like a month just trying to like nail a combo so that you can use it once and then find out it's like no longer an effective combo anyway and move forward oh that's an experience with blaze blue because blaze blue has the weirdest balancing i've ever seen in a fighting game that's my favorite game yeah, in the world well, but, but every i only play time. i only play it casually because i could never play it you know at the level that a lot of people do the problem with blaze blue is anytime they do like a patch or an update thing they like totally change every character's bread and butter combos and everything so you have to Jeez. basically relearn the character, and that's kind of what turned me off about Blaze Blue. <laughs> yeah, you could stick to like arcade consoles only instead of like playing like the console version because that those can't keep changing. They don't update those, right? <laughs> uh, right, they keep changing them. Well, with like the next release, they do, but like. Yeah. I mean, like, like you'd be on PlayStation Network and download some patch, and all of a sudden, like, you're screwed. Yeah, and all your combos have changed suddenly. It's yeah. bizarre. Pretty whack, man. Yeah, and not like like Street Fighter doesn't do that. Most of the combos are the same. They just change like frame data and stuff. Uh huh. Just little things. Well, I think yeah. when Ultimate oh, comes out, when um when Ultimate comes out, that's gonna that's gonna be a huge change. I think we should kind of maybe touch on that since it's going to come out soon. Yeah, it is. What is yeah, it? Like a month? It. Does it come out in like April or something or May? Yeah, it's. It, th- is this going to be the last Street Fighter Four? Because I need a new Street Fighter now. Yeah, th- I, I hate when Capcom does that. They're like Super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two Alpha Gold, Super Street Fighter Two Silver Alpha Gold Apple Omega. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy that last one. That sounds pretty good. Y'all, right? <laughs> like y'all not know about. Street Fighter three and four <laughs> and five. Like I just like they they kind of forgot how to count. Like those Japanese guys are like, oh me no no, Street Fighter Alpha two Omega Gold. Omega Gold. <laughs> I, really like, I really like Omega. 
That's got to be in the title. <laughs> Street Fighter for the best with new netcode. <laughs> yeah, they really don't have numerical systems over there, do they? They just kind of say, you know, they start calling it things. Ultra Street Fighter <laughs> Super 4. Street, street, <laughs> ultra, street, ultra Street Fighter Forever Love Fantasy Love Toxic Noble Simbaku Street Fighter 4 Dating Simulator Find True Love Once they start <laughs> Once I'd they get to that. a certain level They'll just start all over and be like The Fighter of Streets 1 <laughs> Fighter of Streets Fighting one. the Streets New character Asphalt <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, instead of beating up the car, I really would like to beat down into the ground. Yeah. Take out the, the street itself. <laughs> take it out. I truly am the street fighter. <laughs> I'm taking on the streets. You know, I always wondered how, like, Toyota felt about their cars getting beat up in the games, you know? <laughs> like, I want to just go outside and just, sure, you can, a Camry or something. <laughs> you don't drive no Camry. So, quick cursory description of what's in Ultra Street Fighter 4, for those who don't know. Uh, five new characters. Technically, they're all from Street Fighter Cross Tekken, but we'll forgive them. Except for one of them, which hasn't been revealed yet. And some kind of mode where you can pick characters from previous incarnations of the Street Fighter 4 series instead of the ones that they are now. So, if you want to play Street Fighter 4 Sagat, Vanilla Sagat, and he's like the best character in the game, sure, you can play that, right? Ah, Vanilla Sagat. Yeah, and if you hate yourself, you know. So much better than Butter Pecan Cigar. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. It's it's a lot of shameless pandering Yeah. to the competitive scene, but, yeah, it is. you know, they'll sell a bunch of copies. Yeah, they will. And Street Fighter Four is still the most popular because it's the easiest one to play. What's the deal with that red aura they're talking about? Oh, red focus? Yeah, yeah, what is that? Because that's going to change the whole game, right? Uh, red focus, I think, costs two meters or two blocks of meter and it's basically the sf4 equivalent of street fighter 3's parry system so like if you start it and you hold the button and you know you let go whatever it'll absorb all the attacks and if you get hit again like you would normal focus you'll still get hit but you can't be knocked out of a red focus so theoretically you could absorb an entire super attack and you'll be totally you can just counterattack immediately afterward so it's pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting, but I'm not sure how much it will change the game. Yeah, it's kind of risky to use because you got to kind of save meter. Yeah, I that's... wish they call it red shift instead of red focus. <laughs> yeah, or or something more confusing, right? Yeah. <laughs> but red Rob. I wanted to have a more cosmic name behind it. <laughs> but you know, like King of Fighters, like I feel like meter is way more crucial in King of Fighters. Yeah, well, you got two meters, technically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got the um, the HD meter, and then you got the uh, the regular meter. But yeah, I can't keep like, track of all those meters, man. Uh, yeah, like, the, more meter, the more confusing it is. That's why I didn't like, really, Street Fighter X Tekken. There was, like, too much going on. That game was, like, way too deep. And, and also, it's uh, boring. Yes. <laughs> you can always count on Zach to just lay it flat like that. Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's just timeout central, that game. Yeah. My friend was like, that is like the worst fighting game. Like, no fighting people that he knows are playing it. No. Wow. It's definitely not the best. There's a, there's a problem with that story, and um, the plot hole is that you actually have friends. 
So, um, that won't <laughs> that way. I'm just, I'm just bringing it out that I'm saying. When he started saying that, I really thought he was talking about a plot hole in Street Fighter X Tekken, and I was like, it's a crossover. There's no need for a plot. And then I was like, oh, he's talking oh. about reality. That <laughs> sucks. Um, <laughs> you know, it was free on PlayStation Plus and everything, and I told people to download it, and no one did. So that should tell you how good it is. I don't have PlayStation Plus. I'm not paying them a monthly fee to sometimes get a game. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes not when we yeah. decide. I have, um, you guys are true. I get a hundred games for two dollars every month. What do you guys months. think about the whole the new um, like the transition? A lot of game fighting games are making to um, being kind of free to play online. Huh? Oh, like Killer Instinct, right? Yeah, and um, I think Tekken put out a game that's pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like a. It, it's basically Tekken Six because there's no like they don't bounce off the floor like they do in the new Tekken Tag Two. Yeah, and, and like. No bounce, no love. Yeah, and it works off of like a gym system or something. Like you have to put money into it to get different modes and different. I was like, this uh, is freemium. I'm not down with the freemium, man. That's no. some yeah garbage. Has <laughs> everything Street Fighter well will go to something like that? Please, they God, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really hope not because that's that's it's such a like it just makes me upset like. <laughs> it, it offends me as an old school gamer. It just offends me. Like, yeah. really, bro? Like, big anime you know, crocodile tears just thinking about it. <laughs> I, I think that's what's going to happen, though, man, because, you know, Xbox One tried to push the boundaries when they, like, before they came out. If you guys remember, you know, they were talking about, oh, we're going to make it to where if you buy a game for your system and you try to put that game in another person's Xbox One, it's going to charge you for the game. Yeah, no, but they had to pull back on that because that, like, they took such, I can't use the words, but the backlash on that was so huge. That's why they took back that feature. They were like, because they knew publishers would like it because it's money, but, like, they were going to lose money because no one was going to buy their console if that's how it was going to be. Right. Everyone unanimously said this is the dumbest thing you could possibly do. And then they were like, we're not going to do that. Right. I I do think the industry is kind of moving in that direction of, trying to get more money using different ways kind of like that yeah but they gotta they gotta be sneaky about it you can't just come out and say all right everyone pays for their own thing every time or else everyone will be like what no used games i don't i don't hang out with you well killer instinct is doing a really good thing with this actually because there's no retail release of the new Killer Instinct. You basically right. just download it, right? Right, you get it right away. Yeah. But And you can play with one character who is rotating, you know, every month for free. And you can basically, you have access to the full game just with that one character. Right. Now, if you want to buy the rest of the game and you want all the characters from the quote-unquote season one, whatever that is, uh, basically you pay 20 bucks. Which isn't See, bad. That seems like a good deal to me. I yeah. like that model. And if you I want, guess. like, Killer Instinct Classic, the actual original arcade game, or, like, costumes and stuff, feel free to pay more. I don't care. But the whole game is accessible basically for 20 bucks. That's pretty good. Yeah, that, that, that appears to be less. You know, it's just I don't, I don't want to have the thing where it's like, you have one character, you know, then you got to pay, like, you know, 60 bucks digitally <laughs> to get the game. Like, what? what is going on? Or, you know, like... Fifteen dollars a character or something weird like that, you know? Like, nah, homie. Well, Blaze Blue I'm, did charge uh, seven dollars for a character when um, Continuum Shift originally came out. It didn't. Yeah, have, yeah. 
they I bought they, those. But didn't they eventually drop them to like three bucks each? Yeah, and then they had them as part of the next release game. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, was- here's an idea: make your game good and then release it. Woo-hoo! Oh, you mean like King of Fighters 13? Oh, <laughs> which is like perfect for some reason. Yeah, I love it, man. I think it's a beautiful game. When I first bought it, it came with the full soundtrack of all the games and yeah, its, it's entire. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that soundtrack was insane. It wasn't it like five discs or something. Yeah, and it had like crazy artwork, and I was like, wow, they went into a lot to give this to people. Yeah, they did it. They did it upright. KOF thirteen was like that was the real deal, man. Because yeah, twelve was awful, and they were like, we're gonna make it up to everybody. <laughs> God, I hated 12 so much. Yeah, it's bad. It's <laughs> like so you bad. and the rest of the world, right? <laughs> yeah. But I tell you what, man, 11 is really good. Yeah, well, who's playing it? That's the problem. Like that like there are like some of the older entries in the series are really rad, but like no one really remembers cuz you always move to the next thing. Yeah, well, I'd like to play KOF 98 and 2002, and I hear they're I like coming out on Steam because it's KOF's anniversary this year, I believe. I'd buy, ni- I'd buy 98. Yeah, I'd buy 98, too. With actual good net code. Yeah. The, uh, the, the KOF 11, dude, it has, like, 3,000 characters. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, and people you wouldn't expect to see in a KOF game. Like, I'll tell you what, oh, some, yeah? some series is the uh, SNK versus Capcom series. That is fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember playing that back in the days when I was good and I was a young boy of 20 years old and music was music and women were women. And I remember that the Sabi Centers used to be all land. Yes, yes, yeah. So anyway, um, I remember playing that for Dreamcast like forever. <laughs> like I was like, you know what? Just don't talk to me. School college going to class <laughs> no we're not gonna be doing those things i'll tell you what we'll be doing because we all like a, we do. <laughs> when you get like a really good street fighter like player like somebody who's like i like ryu and then like i like king of fighters so i've got terry like that's epic right there <laughs> yeah oh you're, you're talking about the snk the snk game because you really because when you came over here uh and you were really feeling that snk um versus uh capcom right that's what i was talking about yeah oh okay okay because there's a marvel there's a there's a marvel versus capcom and then there's a, yeah yeah it's capcom versus snk that's the capcom developed one yeah, yeah. the other one is snk what is it svc chaos Yes, I love that one too. I absolutely love that game. It's like KOF with Street Fighter characters. Yeah, and um, it's uh, also really uh, unbalanced and uh, kind of competitively <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's not yeah, bad. It's, it's good single player. Yeah, it, it's that. It's not that bad. I mean, like it, oh. it's it's good for like oh look at the look at the cool new graphics. Well, I'm a, I'm a sucker for 2D art, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so so I love I like I love. Uh, I noticed a difference between maybe we talk about this next, but like I noticed a difference between a 3D fighter and the way it feels and the way that you know moves come out versus a 2D fighter. Like I know there's a substantial difference between because obviously it's going to be less animation for per you know um, per frame, so that you know your moves come out pretty instantly versus you know you have to kind of do the entire animation in a 3D fighting game, which can kind of set you up and. <laughs> yeah. And make you pay for it pretty, pretty, pretty bad. But uh, yeah, but anyway, I'm, I was saying that I, I like the I like the graphics of 
I'm such a sucker for 2D art and everything. I'm kind of like, this looks so pretty. I just want to play it. So play you and <laughs> but, play you and play you. But then SVC Chaos will say, well, like every character that is a special character has an infinite of some kind. That requires like two button <laughs> combinations. Like zero, you could just juggle someone in the air the entire game. It, it's seriously yeah. dumb. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my beef with Marvel versus Capcom is that any person without intellect can crush you. Oh, you mean like one hit kill? As long as they can do the like robot combo? Oh my god. Yeah, like, as long as I can press all the buttons in sequence, I win. <laughs> Somebody will get Mega Man and it's over. <laughs> like zero. Biggie, biggie, bay. Oh yeah, uh, zero infinite in the corner. Anybody who plays Virgil and... It's probably... Oh, Morrigan, if you play Morrigan. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I play Morrigan, but I'm not good at the game. I just play Morrigan because I always play as the the scantily clad female characters. That's just how I play fighting games. Wow. <laughs> You're not really up with the feminism, are you? Oh, no, no, I am. Um, Stop playing is, sexy female characters. But yeah, the problem man. is they're all sexy. Female characters. You would really be into Mai from King of Fighters? No, who are the... Who, who are the female characters who aren't sexy? Uh, oh, uh, Vice. Vice is, oh, I guess, kind of. I don't, I don't like, like the butch character. Elizabeth. How about Elizabeth? Like, Elizabeth is ugly. Yeah, well, she's very proper and prim. Wait, who's Elizabeth? Oh, she's um in the new, this King of Fighters saga. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's got the riding crop. Hey, hey, guys, this is really exciting. My wife is busting my chops for saying scantily clad ladies because she doesn't realize we're recording for a podcast. <laughs> Jenny, you want to come over here and, and weigh in on what a terrible human being your husband is? This is your chance. <laughs> She's saying no thanks. Hey, uh, King, is, King is not really that attractive, but, I mean, just her style makes her sexy, I think. Yeah, and also I thought it was funny when I was reading Penny Arcade Report and they were like, this game is sexist. King's shirt explodes when she loses. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's like an Art of Fighting reference, guys. Right, exactly. I'm just like, uh, catch up on that stuff, because uh, Art of Fighting, she was not supposed to be known as a girl. Yeah, she so, was supposed like, to be look like a guy. Yeah, so like, there's, there's two different endings when you beat um, King in the original Art of Fighting. It's that you would just knock her out, and then she'd tell you what you wanted to know. And then there's a time where you like, threw like, a fireball at her close range or something like that. Uh, then her blouse would would pop open a little bit, and then you can see that she had equipment, and <laughs> and so, everybody's shocked. It's like, <gasps> yeah, it's like <gasps> bigger than Samus, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, she's a girl! It's like, it's like and she, she even said that you beat her. It's like no one knows that I'm a girl, so that's pretty much a dead giveaway right there. Um, so, oh, oh yeah, I wanted to mention this too. Uh, yeah, the Albert Knobs of the fighting game world, I guess. I, I, I wanted to mention this too. Um, when we were, we were talking about SNK versus Chaos and everything, I was thinking about Mr. Karate, like Omega Mr. Karate, and how you can throw how you can throw two unblockable. What was the move called? I forget what it's actually called. It's it's like oh Ryo, yeah, it's it's it's, it's Rio's like um, Shokoken that that move where he just he throws like the huge fireball at you. He'll throw two in a row. He'll just destroy you. It's ugly it's a really really ugly he's on king of fighters you just got to pay five bucks for him but i need to go ahead and do that but i'm kind of waiting for the uh to get like a really good pc up and running so i can get like the steam version and yeah, play with yeah. like people that are really good there'll be but- a steam sale soon <laughs> I-, I guarantee you so you can wait <laughs> but i was yeah. just kind of thinking about like i was just kind of thinking about like um 
like really cheap bosses that we fought, like really just awful, terrible, just, like insane, ridiculously overbalanced. Just like you suck, <laughs> you know, kind of bosses out. Because I, I think I, I think like maybe going it in um, or Gates or whatever the guy's name was in '96, King of Fighters. Of course, I didn't get all the SNK last bosses are really, really awful, but like I think Gates has a special place in my heart of contempt. Um, him and um, and Seth from Street Fighter, um, Street Fighter Four. I don't want to talk because, about Seth. because yeah, like, <laughs> he's not cool. I mean, like, I, I I can stand to be beaten by someone that looks cool. I'm like, okay, I get it. You're supposed to be the, the supreme fighting master, okay? You're supposed to be you're supposed to be just awful, just awful. But Seth doesn't really. Seth is like, like you look stupid, and I'm mad. That someone this stupid beat me, <laughs> like 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 it's like that. Like e- even Gil, like even Gil for Street Fighter Three. I mean, he looked cool and he did garbage like Resurrection. It's like, oh, I beat him. Resurrection, like what? <laughs> just, what? what? What just happened? Why is he killing me all over again? This is awful. I, I can stand stuff like that, but not Seth. Like you, yeah, man. First of all, back to Mister Karate real quick. <laughs> Mr. Karate is super we gotta dope. We got to go back there. Yeah, we got to go back. Because <laughs> he, he, he's so dope in King of And then we can move on. But King of Fighters 13, Mr. Karate is, like, almost unfair. Because, like, he's got all the moves. He has all he of it. Has, and then he's got, like, an uppercut, which just kills the – because that's, like, the one flaw that Takuma has is he has no uppercut. And then all of a sudden you give him an uppercut. It's like, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, technically Takuma does more damage with less meter. If you oh, yeah? could do the charge thing, but uh, Mr. Karate has everything, so he has every like every move you would want in the game. He has, but yeah, Seth is utterly ridiculous, and I hate him forever. And I hate Capcom and Street Fighter for making him exist. He's a Marvel versus Capcom character in a Street Fighter game, and he has like three upper. He has like a three uppercut thing that drove me crazy. Yeah, and he could do like twenty five hit combos. It, it like doesn't even make any sense. And he looks stupid. Come on. Yeah, and he's named after Seth Killian. So, if you're wondering, <laughs> there was like uh, one boss in. I thought uh, he was supposed to be like you know like Cain and Abel and then Seth. <laughs> well, it works that way too. There was like a uh, there's a where's one boss? I think it was in King of Fighters 11 where he like transformed like three times. Oh, Magaki! I hate that one. That's the worst. Like, you beat him, and then he's like, screen duh, duh, duh. he rips his shirt off. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I just beat you. <laughs> the screen-filling super is the worst. I hate those. Oh, yeah, like, in the King of Fighters 13, um, Saki. Yeah. She just transforms into that dark matter, and you're just fighting this dark matter, and it's just destroying you. Yeah, and it's like, oh, look, my the entire screen. You can't escape. Take this chip damage. Die. <laughs> There, there's a that's how you know you're doing it right there's a guilty gear game there's a guilty gear game like the girl with the hat i forgot which one let me let me find it real quick May? there's a guilty gear game where this girl justice uh, justice is uh, the uh, final boss of a guilty gear game it, it, i think it is her but I, I, i'm trying to figure out which game which game it actually is but like she is in this like super powerful steroid mode or something like that like and um oh eno that's who you're talking about maybe with the, with the guitar she, she, yeah, with, with the guitar, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Supercharged, yeah. you know, it's the worst. I hate that one. Yeah, like, it tur- It turns to, fi- it's so impossible to dodge that it turns the game into a platformer. <laughs> like, you have to, like, you have to move in between the blast 
in order to survive and Lord help you if you don't do any of those things. And it changes every time. It's like, this is actually impossible, isn't it? Like, isn't it? Justin, you know tell, me about your, uh, Justin tell me about your, um, <laughs> your trial and error with uh, Akuma on Street Fighter Alpha Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, oh yeah, the game, the game was Guilty Gear X2 um, Midnight, Midnight Carnival. Carnival yeah. Reload, yeah, that that trash. Uh, I mean, the game's great, but you know, the, the boss is trash. But anyway, um, Ian is referring to one of the ways I got good at Street Fighter um, uh, is that I would go in and fight in Street Fighter Alpha Two Gold. I would go and fight Shin Akuma like every day. <laughs> so, so if you ever played Shin Akuma before, especially on the Alpha Two uh, Gold. He is an awful, awful person. He's very, very awful. You you have to literally be perfect. You have to be perfect because if you were to throw a punch at the wrong time, Misatsu, bam, over. If you do anything wrong, it's just going to be game over. And I remember, like, I mean, I tried to beat him, like, 16 times in a row. And I didn't suck at Street Fighter either, mind you. Like, I was still really good. And I tried to... 16 times in a row, and I finally beat him, and I just, like, ran up and down the steps and everything, and <laughs> almost got in trouble. It was ridiculous. So, but yeah, man, um, Shinakuma, for those who do not know, has not been initiated. Play me Street Fighter Alpha 2 Gold, and I dare you not to cry. I dare you not to cry. She will cry. I mean, I, and I, I remember I had, because um, Ian comes over to my, um, uh, to my apartment a lot of times, and um, I was like, hey, Ian, you want want to fight Shinakuma? He's like, well, whatever, man. And it was utter devastation to the weak. It was, <laughs> it was <crazy. laughs> oh, it's so funny. I was just laughing in the corner the entire time because I'm a bad person. He pretty much ripped my head off. It, it was it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was brutal. It was ugly. It was so ugly. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, in summary, I, boss fights in fighting games are full of crap. <laughs> You know what's absolutely amazing, though? Street Fighter Three Third Strike. That's an amazing game. That game is so amazing because just because of the hip-hop in it. I mean, I'm, I'm like sitting on a character select screen for like 30 minutes. Bias. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, pick your Street Fighter character. It's a weird game, though. It's a weird game. I got to with that. That sounds pretty cool. Expound on your weirdness um, there, Oliver. Well, because parrying kind of invalidates the whole fireball game, so it kind of becomes a 3D fighter inside of a 2D fighter. (laughs) There's really no space control. You're just kind of in your face and just trying to figure out when you're going to parry somebody and then just blow them up. Yeah, that's that's what I liked about it. It's like you had the – it had so much depth because of the parrying system, I thought, that there would be two styles of playing almost. And, um, but you know, you have, to, but the, the key thing is that you have to get good at parrying. So yeah. it's not something you kind of walk into, you know, like, well, technically you do cause you hit forward once, but still. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, parrying. Okay. So technical, technical way to explain parrying. Parrying is basically like when somebody does an attack, it's basically like you don't take a hit. It's sort of like blocking, but not because to do a parry, you have to put the stick to neutral and then press forward exactly when the attack was going to hit you. And you can parry multiple times in a row. But when you parry, you have a slight frame advantage, so you can counterattack immediately after it. 
especially if the opponent's move is like a, you know long lag time or recovery or something. So there yeah. you go. That's my technical explanation. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 a high risk kind of thing too because I mean if you're tapping forward into an attack, then if you mess it up, I have bad timing or don't you know um, parry every part of the attack, then you've just let yourself wide open. Yeah. <laughs> so I love the, the the proficiency of the skill in order to parry it. This adds a whole other dimension of depth to it. I mean, but you can you, parry can, a whole super if you want, and then you win. Yeah, but um, good God, that's really hard to do <laughs> in a match. Yeah, <laughs> that's like super. I mean, like um, every once in a while, I would do this to my brother. You know, I would he would he thinks he's going to get me. Um, he's throwing a super fireball, so I would jump in the air. You know, trying to bait him. Oh yeah, you can parry and, in the air. I forgot to say that. That's what yes, makes it, it weird. Oh man, Perrier, Don, Don Perrier. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah, you're fired. Oh no, I am. Podcast. Now get out. <laughs> through the window, not through the door. <laughs> you don't get that privilege. <laughs> Just saying. Um, but then again, I love Street Fire for for just the. I should always be for three for the for just I don't know the aesthetics are just beautiful to look at. I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And then I like the I like the sound effects also. For some for me, like you get a good like punch sound. I'm just like I just love that. Like this good this good sound effect. It's got like, oh, this is wonderful. When yeah, I punched the face, I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> well, you know the um, uh, the people who 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 you know transitioned from Third Strike to Street Fighter Four. Who is used to the parrying system? You know, I feel like they thrive with Gokin because he's got the whole parry thing. Yeah, technically he does. That's true. So, like, I, I use Gokin a lot, and I love him because of that. But it's a higher risk um, in Street Fighter Four because um, you got he's got a high mid and a low parry, and they're all different. Unless you ex it, and then he parries everything. But it's like it's really difficult because some some attacks may look like they're overhead and really they're a mid attack or so certain et cetera so forth, so on and so forth. Yeah, you kind of need to like know every other character as well as you know Goken to be a good parrying guy. But yeah. it's really fun against like obvious characters like Ryu. Yeah, Ken's a lot harder to parry because Ken's got that like donkey kick thing going on. <laughs> Can you describe that? Because I don't know what you mean when you say that. <laughs> it's weird. It's like he kicks like a donkey would kick, but he kicks it forward instead of backward. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the step it's kick. Animation there, yeah. You mean the step kick? Yeah, I think so. The one you can car throw off, right? Yeah, yeah it's weird. I yeah. hate Ian loves it when I do that to him, don't you, Ian? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much pent up anger here. Yeah, I finally, I finally beat Justin. By the way, I thought I would make that announcement. Congratulations! Wait, no, 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 Wait no. so Justin beat here, you here, at Street Fighter. So that's no, what happens. Here, no, no. Here's here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's the exact conversation I had. It's like, bruh, I don't want to play. No, you play. No, I don't want to play. But no, you play. It's like I'm going to play just like this. So I like lunging. <laughs> play super lazy as lazy as I possibly could in my in, on the couch so there's no there's no actual victory here this is me at half mass so false, he's false false nope. Nope. dude I'd take if if I were uh, if I were 
the guy up against you and you were not playing at your best, I'd still take it. I'd still say I won. I mean, come I on. I don't care if it was level. late at night or you were drunk or whatever. I beat you. That's all there is, right? <laughs> if you're at Evo and you just won Evo last year, we're sitting here in my living room and you're like, man, I don't really feel like it. No, you're playing. And then I crush you. i <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you beat the Evo champ. That's I'm, how we do. I'm Evo why? champion. You beat me. <laughs> why would you want? Why would you want a victory that way? I would never want a victory that way. Uh, <laughs> it's the only victory I'm gonna get. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. In this thing too, because he was still doing trick ups and all the normal, all the normal Ken moves that he does, yeah, and yeah, but- got destroyed by Go Ken. And that's pretty much what happened. There was, there was absolutely no distraction. I do know that. There may have been a victory in, in, with the asterisk next to it, but there definitely was no distraction. Because after that after that happened, I was kind of like, okay, I'll play a little bit harder. And then after that, there was no there was no beating judge after that because I was actually concentrating. There was no beating judge after that. It was over. Well, it wasn't the end. Anyways, Justin got that. Justin, all I'm saying is you sound real defensive right about now. I'm just stating the facts. Oh, uh, okay. quick question for you all. What do you play with, fighting game-wise? Uh, I'm kind of playing with the fight stick right now. Um, but there's times where I might get beat on King of Fighters really good, and I'm like, okay, give me that PS2 controller. Really? PS2 was, controller with KOF? Or like, yeah, yeah, um, but... Um, that because that's what I started playing with is just the regular you know PS3 shock controller dual shock controller but ah, okay um, I finally shifted to a fight stick and I love the fight stick I definitely love the fight stick I think I just gotta learn it better that's yeah. Just yeah it took me about <laughs> three years to understand how to make it work so that's fun yeah once you got it you yeah. got it yeah and when wow. you play, when you play I notice when you play with a lag like. It's easier to play through lag with a PlayStation controller, I think. Oh, yeah. Because with a fight stick, I'm sitting there blocking, and I'm still getting destroyed. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that is. Maybe I'm holding back up or something. I don't know know what I'm doing, but but whatever it is, like, when panic mode... You know know when panic mode hits in the fighting game? Yes. (laughs) When, When panic mode hits, you're like, oh, my God. As soon as I land, I'm rolling, and then after that, I'm going from there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, I gotta get out. The, the really good fighters are, I think, are people who just remain calm. Like you see them, them guys in, at Evo, man. They just sit there and they're just like, "Oh man!" The announcers are like going crazy. Oh my god, he just did an uppercut. How did he land that? You know, and then they're just sitting there like, "Oh, mm, yeah, I just they did that." Kind of shake hands afterwards. <laughs> uh, Justin, what do you yeah, play is with? Is this a business deal? What is going on? Um, um, I always, I always played the D pad. I, wow. I, I, I grew up on the D pad. My, my brother is not like that. Uh, he grew up in the arcade, so you know, um, um, he was the guy to beat in the arcade. So he was the guy's kind of like next, 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 <laughs> next. You know, so um, he I still, hated that guy. Yeah, he was definitely that guy. Too so. many quarters. Too many. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, uh. But uh, me personally, I, I grew up on D pads. I learned how to play Street Fighter with my Super Nintendo controller and everything. My brother learned to do it with the in the arcades and everything. So he's my brother's the one to train me. So like my brother was like, Justin, do the fireball because he wants someone to fight. So he was like, I need to raise this monster. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so he raised this monster, right? <laughs> and then, and then uh, it came to that point where it's kind of like we're kind of both. He was in his prime, and I was close to approaching my uh, my prime also. So we were going to these wars, and like people would just be like, "Everyone, shut up!" This is like. <laughs> This, this is like Jesus versus versus Satan, right? <laughs> it's, <so laughs> it's like that Carmen song, all right. Yeah, right, right, right. Carmen, Someone man. actually said that too. I didn't you were Satan in the example, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he plays as a Kuma, he is Satan, right? Right, right, right. Oh, exactly. Demon. <laughs> so, so um, which is in my hash brown? Or maybe he can be like um, Mephisto. He plays. He plays as Ken, so that's blonde Satan. <laughs> it is blonde Satan. Well, that's like Aryan Satan. That's like Hitler Satan, but not Hitler because Hitler wasn't blind. It was like Hitler's top soldier or something. That's who I think Ken is. I love I love how your podcast listeners, when they fast forward to that point, they're going to be like, Ken is blonde Satan. What happened the, the previous time? Ken is a Nazi. When did that happen? Yo, man, I got some I got some fanfics in my head, and I think Ken is Satan as Nazi Satan is definitely going to. And this is starting to sound like Ta- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna a, tear the internet dark, a new one with this. There's a dark um there's a dark Ken in uh in Versus Chaos. Yeah, a violent Ken. Oh violent Ken, that's violent Ken. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I, I, I wish they would add more of that to the other gangs because, you know, I, I get I get kind of jealous that, you know, like Ryu has this, you know, evil Ryu no. uh, persona and everything. And I'm no. just kinda too many evil Shotos. How many Shotos do you need? I want more Shotos. No. I want, I want to be bad. Too many of those. I want to be bad. Oh, Pat, what do you play with? D-pad? Oh, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm D-pad to the end, man. I've, <laughs> I've tried to learn, I've tried to learn how to play with, like, a real fighting pad, like a real sweet one, like the official one that came with first Street Fighter 4 or whatever. I tried learning on that for a few months, and, uh, like, I, like, I could just go back, well, I'll say this, right? If the game, not not the graphics, but like if it's a 2D fighter, I'm on a D-pad. If it's a 3D fighter, I do want an analog stick. And I think it has to do with the generation. So like if I'm playing like Blaze Blue or Street Fighter, like I want a D-pad. But then like if I'm playing Soul Calibur or uh, um, Tekken. Uh, Tekken, yeah, Tekken, then I want I want an analog. And I don't know why... Uh, it's just how, it's just how I am. I can you know, see that because Tekken Tekken seems like a really hard game to play with a fight stick to me. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to try that with a see to me like a fight stick has to be for a game that uh like I I associate with the arcade and to me you know Tekken I always just associate with consoles because that's the only place I ever played it. I've I don't know that I've ever seen a Tekken machine in any of my local arcades. Not that I live in a metropolis. I'm in. I'm in a crappy suburb between Harrisburg and Baltimore, so. <laughs> huh. Huh. I could never, I could never imagine playing a a 3D fighter with an analog stick. Like that's really? a foreign concept to me. No, I played I, that I, I, on Dream. I played it on Dreamcast forever, and then every Soul Calibur up until the most recent one, I played with D-pad. So. And then now I play with the fight stick. The wow. only time I would use the D pad in a three D fighting game, I mean, the only time I use the analog stick in, in a three D fighting game is if I had to like move, position myself like up or down rather than going left and right. Yeah, like that, that was the only time I, even, I ever used it. So if I need to get the fudge out of the way, <laughs> I'll just like, oh, analog stick, bye. <laughs> so I think that that jumps in like K 
king of fighters are a lot harder to do on a fight stick. At least right now for me, they are. Yeah. Oh, man. It takes forever. Because it's like to do the hop, you have to press up really fast, which is bizarre to me. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if it's better to like put the stick up and then back to neutral or just like tap it. No, it's more like a tap. You get used to it over time, but it's really awkward at first. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. Like, I see those guys, you know, at Evo and stuff. Watch this stuff on YouTube, man. Those guys, they're, they just, they just do little hits and stuff. It's weird watching their matches, though, because, like, they just kind of move around for, like, five minutes. Yeah, looking for a poke. <laughs> a poke I'm like, of what is going on? Like, and then, you know, you go to anybody's living room and they're, like, going at it. But, you know, these guys, they're, like, I think they, they value their bar more, obviously, because they're in a tournament. But it's like, you can't just get no kick to the face <laughs> at no Evo tournament. No. If you get a kick to the face in an Evo tournament, that's like 1%. I can't lose 1%, you know? So I feel like those, those guys, just they just take it. I guess they just take it more seriously, but I don't know. I'm trying to fight that way, like, and I feel like... I really like that. I feel like it's like, like in their, like, mentally, it's like, um, it's like a chess match. And, like, both opponents can see, like, 12 moves ahead. Yeah. And, like, so they don't bother entering until they see the kill. That and happens it, a lot in the upper level like matches. I, I freaking love that, man. Yeah, I, think, exactly I think there's something beautiful about that. How do they yeah, get that good? I mean, do you think that you have to have no life to be really good at a fighting game? Well, no. no I don't think it's fair to say you have no life. I think you say it's a big part of your life. That's all. I mean, I was... Uh, uh, this isn't fighting games, but I was watching... AGDQ, you know, the speedrunners. And I mean, it's just, you know, it's a bunch of nerds uh, from all <laughs> around the world. They raised a million dollars uh, for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. And how'd they do it? They showed how good they were at their craft, which was to beat a game as fast as humanly possible. Um, and then people were just sending in money, donating, being like, I can't believe this exists. So, like, when you get really good at your craft, yeah, maybe it's. You know, maybe it doesn't directly benefit humanity, but if you can inspire people to put something towards a good cause, like, I don't think it's fair to say that that person has no life. See, I would love to get uh, this guy that I follow. Um, he competes at Evos and stuff, and I'm kind of stalker slash friends. Um, <laughs> stalker friend. <laughs> a stalker friend is a friend you don't actually interact with, but he interacts with you. Right, right. He's kind of a stalker friend. I mean, he's he's answered some questions I had, but he makes like all these tutorials about the characters. He's a really good KOF player and a Street Fighter character. You talking player. about Juice Box? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've been watching those. Yeah, like those help a lot, don't they? Yeah, they do. And so, like, he really understands the game through and through. And so, I mean, I would love to try to get him on your podcast. I mean, if you be interested in it, but um, but yeah, he's um. He's really good at like doing that stuff, and and I asked him one time. I was like, you know, how did you get this good at King of Fighters, man? And he went to options and showed me how many hours he's played the game. <laughs> he's played the game like nine hundred hours. There you go. Yeah, that's your answer. To, I went to my I went to my options, and it's like a hundred and sixty some. And I was like, that's a huge difference, you yeah. know? I've only played one I've only played eighty-eight hours, so there you go. And he said, but I feel I feel like that's been a long time. But this dude's played nine hundred hours. And he said he'll spend time just, you know, he said when he first got the game, he really focused on like the basics. 
like just understanding what could beat what, um, what you can get away with, understanding HD combo in general, understand like he just spent a lot of time on that. And then he said after that it just took off. Yeah, that is dedication. <laughs> yeah, and I've I've never uh, never in my life have I done that with a fighting game because I know that I don't want to be that guy. I know that that's just not my style. I'm I'm a casual player when it comes to all fighting games. I want to I want to like beat the story mode on the easiest difficulty and you know <laughs> I like admiring the graphics and the music and yeah, they're always uh, exquisitely put together. Yeah. There's, there's stuff that I really love about all fighters, but like, like I'll never be competitive because I know the time, the amount of time it takes. And I know, I just don't think I have the level of discipline and I could see myself being one of those like whiny losers who's like practiced to move a bunch of times. And the one time I don't do it, I'm like blaming the controller <laughs> <laughs> or anything but myself, you know, like I'm not and you see those guys, right, who blame anyone but themselves. You know, I don't I know I would become that and I don't want anyone to see that side of me. So I just I just don't commit to fighters. I just I like to play them casually. Don't look at me. Yeah, I, I'm a douchebag when I play fighters if I get serious about it. So I got to I got to stay casual to keep it from getting awkward you know yeah man, i got this friend he'll be like i'll be like man this d-pad is sticking and he'll be like bro you want to switch controllers <laughs> like just rubbing it in right like you can use any controller in this house and i'm still gonna beat you that's right yeah. i hate that guy that well yeah that guy's that guy's just as big a douche that's, that's, that's <laughs> yes theology giving podcast <laughs> But uh, but you bring up an interesting point, Zach. You know, like I wonder if there's a way to like worship God and do something for humanity via fighting games, like something like a tournament or something like that, and then hey, maybe have like an entry fee or something. And oh, you want to hear my secret plan? Sure. I plan on well, you know, getting more into my ch- local church's ministries, right? And then becoming head of a small group of people who like playing video games. And then crafting them into the greatest Christian fighting game force the world has ever seen. That would be so awesome. (laughs) You know what you could do? You can get like 12 of them and call them... Yeah, we call it a small group, right? It's really just competition. It's like, you're fighting for Jesus, you know? Right. (laughs) That would be dope, though. Yeah. It's like... I, I always thought, like, I had, like, this little mini dream that lasted, like, one month during the summer. But it was like, man, what if I got really good at King of Fighters, like, participated in Evo and made it to a certain amount where they did, like, interviews? And then, like, you know, you claim Christ during that interview. Like, that would be huge. Yeah, there are Christians in the fighting game scene, I'm pretty sure. I know oh, really? one off the top of my head. He was a f- uh, pretty famous uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 3 player. His name's Neo. If you read his interview, is you know he's pretty dedicated to being a Christian. So they are out there. You just have to look. <laughs> wow, I was going to awesome. say something that's that's really stereotypical. So maybe I shouldn't say it. Oh, please say it. Please say it. <laughs> I was just going to say like like um, there are a lot of there are, like there's a huge Christian movement in in South Korea, and there's also a lot of really serious uh, pl- gamers in South Korea, especially with your RTSs like starcraft and stuff so like i bet some of them are christians i would think yeah you would have to guess <laughs> i mean statistically i just feel like 
you got to have some overlap there. Unless, like, all the South Korean Christians are banned from video games, which I don't think they are. Well, it was kind of an awkward situation over there. I guess esports are banned? Really? Yeah. That's what the new prime minister, who's the first woman prime minister of South Korea, she's, like, citing different ways that the youth are being, you know, turned away from doing useful things for society. And I guess it's, like, gambling and that sort of thing. And then, you know, gambling, alcohol, drugs, Christianity. And, um, not Christianity, what am I saying? And, and uh, esports, there we go. But she said Christianity, then it'd be North Korea. <laughs> yeah, wrong one. That, that dude sucks. He's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just read something about, like, I don't know, like, they, they execute Christians, but, like, they don't say they're Christians. They say they practice pornography, but, like, the pornography is the Bible. Yeah, so, so that, like it shames them. Like it sounds like they're doing something really awful, but like that's like it's two levels of disgusting. Like it's bad enough you're about to kill them, but then like their crime you call it pornography, and it was they read a Bible. Like that's like I don't know. That's just so much insult to injury. It makes me sick, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So fighting games. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't keep on topic. I'm sorry. I was, I was actually... There's no way you take me out of that one. I was like... <laughs> yeah, that's just a tough transition right there. Uh, I think that... like, I, w- I was really late with the whole Street Fighter thing. Like, my first Street Fighter experience was Street Fighter 4. Weak. And, um, Whoa, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's probably better than me at it, even though I've known about it so long. And then I kind of, like, backtracked and experienced the old Street Fighter. Like, I had played it before... He never really like, got into it. Yeah, like, and and that's probably I say like in the past year I actually understood fighting games because here's what I would do: a new fighting game would come out, I would buy it, do everybody special, and then sell it back to GameStop. <laughs> yeah, because that's all you could really do. I've done do. that. I've done that. Yeah, thank you, Mugen, for that. <laughs> that's what I did is I, I made that game and I put like thousands of characters in it and all I wanted to do is see all their specials and be like ah, that's so dope and then that's it and then turn it off <laughs> but then like, I understood that you know once you get kind of good at this thing and you get competitive it's really fun because it started with um, uh, one of my friends his name is Jabril and he we lived in a dorm together and um and he was like so adamant about fighting games, and I had Tekken Six, <laughs> and uh, I thought I was okay with. It. I knew a couple things, you know. And he came over and, and we played. And he was like, "All right, put it in," and <laughs> bashed me in it. Yeah, Jab- Jabril, Jabril, and Ian get into these wars, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's yeah, so funny. it's like Ian and Justin on shrooms like it's, it's super like exponentially <laughs> works what does shrooms make you better <laughs> am i missing something here maybe you should try it and find out yeah know. yeah maybe we should all do a podcast about this maybe we should all do shrooms and then play a fighting game and podcast at the same time it'll be the best podcast and our best fighting ever <laughs> oh my gosh don't say that because he will definitely do some shrooms with you yeah he like he, like, he tried to get me to do it one time he was like bruh man he, you know what i'm saying Just do some shrooms bruh and i was like no thanks <laughs> no number one because i'm cheap <laughs> first one's always so the first thing so so the first thing you think of is that it's not cheap and not that i would never do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. So, so in my in my old man, the reason why I never got into drugs is because I was like, wait a minute, that costs money. Forget that. It's an expensive <laughs> habit, man. You're right. <laughs> like I was like, no, I ain't gonna put my money into that. Get out of here. So, so it was so it was that, and I was just telling them like I was like, okay. and also too, um, if I'm obeying the law of the land, then me getting into that those kind of things probably Jesus wouldn't be you know cool with that if I were to do that. So probably not. But like, this dude will beat you with the characters that you use. That's some ish right there. Yeah. <laughs> like he'll he'll use like I was using Lee with white hair and and he would pick Lee and just just shred me and I'd be like surely not and he just would just destroy me. So but he he got I mean he kind of sucked me into it. Like cuz he he made it competitive. So what I learned is if you play fighting games alone, which is what I used to do, they are utterly terrible. But when you have a community, that's when it's fun. You know, that's, that's that's why I think we're all trying to get Justin to play again is because it would be fun to all be competitive in one game that we all know how to play, you know. Back in my day, when I was a boy, I used to be this king of the fightings of the streets. But now... Now I'm past my prime. But now Justin is weak, and he's like, Oh, I'm Sandy. Oh, I'm You guys have two very different old guy impressions. That was the, uh, the idiocracy that, that Justin brings to the table. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can play with Zach. Zach needs friends. Zach does need Zach needs friends who play fighting games, specifically. Yes, yeah. I've let Zach out like in that, that regard. Goodness, nobody <laughs> plays fighting games. And everybody's like, uh, I don't know, you know. There's a uh, Facebook group, uh, talk about promotion. There's a Facebook group uh, called, um, I believe it's called like Stick or something, something like related to fighting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I'm a part of it, and, and all those guys play fighting games, and they, they bring up topics and stuff. I'll, I'll definitely you know suggest the group to you guys. So. Worst promotion ever. <laughs> yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> stick something you'll find it you know <laughs> stick something rather just google it just yeah. make sure to put like Get on safe facebook search. type in the word stick yeah just put safe search on and everything yeah definitely put safe search on yeah stick something <laughs> yeah that could get that could get bad in a hurry yeah that can get that can get super bad <laughs> Oh, All right, so we've talked a lot about funny games. So any hey, last I, I need to I need before before this thing wraps up, I do need to say because my wife actually came in with a handwritten note that she didn't want to interrupt you guys. Uh, I don't always play as the scantily clad female. I do always play female characters. I don't know why, but they're not always scantily clad. Like in Blazeview, I, I play Rachel Alucard. Yeah, and she wears like a full dress. Yeah, she's totally clothed. So it's not a, I'm not, I'm not some creeper over here. It's just, um, I like the elegance of the female fighters more, and that's why I play as them. That's all I'm saying. Huh. I'll, yes, I'm, I'm glad that you My slash. My wife wanted everyone to know I'm not, I'm not this creepy perv that's no, like, no, no, Morrigan. like, <laughs> I find that a lot of people are, like, complaining about fighting game character designs. And, like, some of the characters are, you know, scantily clad or whatever. And it's confusing to me because then other characters are not. and But, you know, they're the same gender, so does it matter? 
Yeah, I think because like with, with with my for example, I think that's part of her backstory that she uses. That, that's like a thing where like some female fighters would dress scantily clad to distract um, male fighters or something like that. I heard I heard something about that with my backstory or whatever you know. Yeah. So that's like so that's an actual thing. And it makes sense because good god. Um, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think what's interesting too is that um, uh, a lot of the accusation of, you know, uh, of uh, scantily clad women and sexism and things like that, you know, you never hear like, well, are the, are the men scantily clad and sexual and sexual objects also? And, um, uh, like Gil? Gil? Yeah. Yes. Gil and his, yeah. Gil and Urien with his little, their little G strings on or whatever those things are. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see that either, but you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's an example of, you know, like, dudes that having a bunch of clothes on, you know, is, is that, is that sexual also, you know? Um, so I remember that, um, that YouTube, what was that girl's name? I think she was a Christian and super girly girl. Kite tails. Yeah. That's, that's her YouTube name. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, her response to Sarkeesian's whole sexism thing, I thought was just brilliant. It was like, she was like the complete antithesis or Sarkeesian, you know? And I was kind of like, she actually raises a good point. Like, no one ever talks about whether or not the dudes are, you know, also presented as sexual objects as well in some way, sense, or form. Because there is a market for that in Japan. A lot of games will come out of the, uh, a lot of fighting games come out of Japan anyway. So I do kind of wonder about that. Yeah. It's also a different cultural context and all other sorts of things, too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's got it. Like, they got to, they got to step back from, like, the gender discrimination and just be like, are we objectifying humanity in general? Are we. Uh, are we, you know, are you losing your humanity for a cheap thrill? You know, forget right. about whether it's male versus female. Just is that what's happening? And I think that's the more pertinent question. Like, is liberalism and the sexual revolution the bigger issue instead of uh, chauvinism? Right, right. I think that's a better question. Much better question. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So the big question is, if you are a pretty top level KOF player and you're playing with or against my does it really affect you probably not because you're probably desensitized to whatever her character design is after 900 hours yeah. of playing she is just an embodiment of certain abilities and rules in the game yeah a certain point so yeah. it's she's, really she's a rule set she's zeros and ones man you see them like the matrix <laughs> <laughs> plus she's plus she's 2D animated so it's not like anything's going to slip out or anything like that you know what I'm saying it's like, it's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's like it's, like, it's, it's, it's all it is already been written <laughs> nothing's going to pop out or you're going to see a flash or something or whatever yeah, no, you know? no wardrobe malfunctions in a video game they right. don't program those in <laughs> right right exactly so you know you know <laughs> alright so any last thoughts just in case we missed anything no, I'm good. This one bounced everywhere. So yeah, that means it was good, right? <laughs> yes, it was like it was like we did a 23 hit combo ju- in the air juggle with the podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? it was basically a Tekken combo. There you go, juggle, juggle, we juggle, talk- juggle, juggle, juggle. We didn't talk about Tekken that much, though. But that's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Ian, any last thoughts? Uh, Yo, Ian, Ian, close it out right. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, spit it. <laughs> uh, no, you don't yes, yes, yes. No, do it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm that horrible friend that you don't want. Come on. All right, here we go. Yes. 
<laughs> the hobby is copy. Maserati, Velocity, vomiting, vominos to Mitt Romney and some Romanites. Quite possibly mind-boggling prophecy to stopping hypocrisy properly. Socrates embodied in broccoli. Each of vegetables, the veterans rule pathetic rhetoric. They let him in, David let him in, then left. Let him to Smith where Weston left letting him a sediment of my weapon embedded where I read it in. Or the booth. Former presidents pressing towards a regiment relative to a one world intelligence. Went through the closet and got your skeletons. Who better than this messenger with messages reaching residents with precedence? Impressive. He's wrestling with his own resonance. The, 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 the body. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, you too much. Pretty too good. Pretty too good. Pretty too good. Combo breaker. Combo breaker. Combo breaker. Oh, man. At Mirage the Rapper. Yeah. And, Pat, where can we find you nowadays? Your website? Something. I think that's a long time ago. I should do something <laughs> soon. Uh, I, I, I guess I've posted a couple things on Game Church in the last six months. Yes. Uh, Game of Source kind of died. Uh, I'm still doing... Um, they're bribing me with free soundtracks over at RPG Fan, so uh, I still do a couple things for RPG Fan and Original Sound Version. But RPG? Yeah. And that sounds like something I need to be a part of. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big website. I was there for like a decade. Um, but they have a good soundtracks and music reviews section. They're doing a big music week feature this week. Yeah. It's exhaustive. Yeah. They're the dudes that do that stuff are really nuts. They're just like I was when I was their age. So it's good. (laughs) By the way, guys, um, the name of that group is Louisville's dragon punch. Um, that has nothing to do with stick. Yeah. I I don't know where I got that from. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting weirder and weirder. You, You was thinking about the dogs, um, poop. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Dog poop that destroyed his connection to the internet. Yeah, that happened. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I'll definitely add you guys to the group. And um, there's 184 members. So yeah, a lot of people are passionate about fighting games on here. Yeah. Sweet. Sounds and good. and Justin, you're making a game. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. Gosh. No, no. You can. We can find you at release. Right. Dot com. Yeah, that's um and no room, no room. Yes, uh, that is r e e l i s e dot com, release dot com. Um, coming uh, soon. Come, yeah, come coming. Hopefully, Lord willing, soon. Um, still looking for colorists, so if you want to be a colorist for um for the project and and Ruby scripters, I need a Ruby scripter. I just need a game programmer in general. Maybe I should need that. But yeah, someone who could use he's good at root, root, um, RGSS two Ruby scripting that'd be awesome too. So come come at me at noroomfox at gmail dot com. Maybe I'll go learn that. Didn't you find a couple colorists? Did those guys pan out? Oh yeah, um, um, basically the more the merrier at this point in time. I'm sorry, that's kind of what I'm thinking. There's there's two guys that I put a, a Craigslist ad out on uh, in town, and um, two people responded so far. Um, I was gonna kind of wait till the end of the month to see um, who wants to hop on, can hop on, and everything, you know. But just you know, I'm, I'm trying to build a team right now because I'm just starting out, so therefore I can't really like pay anyone quite yet. But when you have that kind of band together, that band mentality of like you know, this is a movement and this is something I really want to happen, um, that we're all passionate about it, then you know the 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 income will follow. So 
you know, this passion behind doing it at this stage for um, for free for the passion of because you believe in the project and what it's going towards, and that's going to be leading to a better future and actually forming an actual team rather than having contractors and um, like employee m- m- mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because because it's, it's going to need more than just you know employees and contractors in terms of what I'm trying to do in terms of um, gaming and in terms of uh, especially Christian development. You know, it's kind of showing that, um, hey, um, I'm putting Christian or Christ-based games in here for a reason because I want to show you that it doesn't have to suck or be so non-thought-provoking that it's kind of like, okay, like a five-year-old can get this. This is let's get to some th- let's get to some th- deeper theology than this. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's 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 the movement part of it. Is 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 that? So I'm definitely need a team for that. So. Uh, once again, if you want to uh, talk to me about that, that's no room fox n o r o o m fox at gmail dot com. Yeah, a couple more plugs for me as well. Uh, <laughs> this is just like endless promotion podcast. <laughs> I mean, since we're plugging, I mean, well, uh, may as well, right? Uh, uh, the the mixtape or slash album that I'm coming out with is is um, a tribute to Jay Dilla. Um, He's a great producer, passed away, well-known in the hip-hop community. Um, his, his birthday was actually February 7th, dropped a song for that. Um, and it's called Donuts and Coffee. Donuts and Coffee. And um, outside of that, I just wrote my first article about adversity and how to face that as a Christian and how to properly respond to adversity. Definitely check that out. Um, we may publish it on Theology Gaming if we can broker a deal. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and um, it'll be floating around, and um, definitely check it out. It's 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 very um, it should bless you because it's it's biblical, and um, definitely got some verses in there and and things like that. So um, again, it's at Mirage the Rapper, M I R A G E T H E R A P P E R, all one word um, on Twitter um, and Facebook. Ian Rosser. Okay, so. I think that's the end of the list of products uh, we're we're selling here at Theology Gaming. Products and services. Let's, let's, let's start doing shout out to like to like in like a rapper style. Man, shout out to Big Clue. You know what I'm saying? Hold me down, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to um my mom Deuce. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to um 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 Patrick Duffy. Shout out to Hideo to Kojima. You know what I'm saying? That's my homie. He owed me five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Shigeru Miyamoto. You know what I'm saying? That's my cousin on my daddy's side. Shout out, no, I'm sorry. Shout out to my dog for that deuce in the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> he did a good one. Yeah, much respect to that dog. Much respect. Killed the game. Exactly what he was doing. He was like, "Oh, you're gonna do a podcast? I've got something fun for you to do." <laughs> I pay your dues, man. Uh, okay, I got I got to do this outro, or else I'm never gonna get out of here. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Theology Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard and are just completely disconnected ramblings about fighting games, please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a five-star rating. Don't bother giving us any other rating, because apparently iTunes doesn't like those. Uh, If you want to know more about Theology Gaming, just go to TheologyGaming.com. I think everyone has sufficiently plugged themselves in other ways, so I'm going to let that go. All right, this has been our podcast. Everyone say goodbye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Yeah, bye, everybody. Bye. (laughs) 